One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Throwaway Kevin Can, who says, My wife is upset by my finally flourishing, and in brackets, envy. My 28 male wife, Ashley, 30 female, have been together for four years, married three, and open for two. We both found someone very early. Ashley was dating a married man in a stable poly relationship, and I got quite close to a grad student at a nearby college. Ashley and I were both high on new relationship energy, but managed to share that with each other, and it was so intense and special. After nine great months, my grad student got a job offer several hours away. Being slightly introverted, I kind of withdrew into my shell and threw myself into the gym to take my mind off things. Less than two months after that, Ashley's mother got pregnant and her relationship started to wind down. I'd hoped we'd take some time and maybe travel or just spend some romantic time together after both of our breakups, but Ashley's plan was to chase that next new relationship energy rush with someone new. But she wasn't matching with anyone that she could really connect with. She started seeing more people more often. Then she scheduled a date with a new guy on Saturday night, which had always been our date night. We argued and she ended up not going with either of us that night. She insisted we change our date night to Thursday because Friday and Saturday were better for her other partners, especially if they wanted to do an overnight. All this caused me to spiral a bit and I was practically living at the gym with no real enthusiasm for dating for a few months. The upside was I lost 35 pounds and really pumped my arms and upper body up. One of my friends, Keith, from the gym talked me into working at one of his clubs on Friday and Saturday as a bar back, since they were crazy busy. It's a mixed crowd, LGBTQ+, with a big dance floor and a drag show. By the third week, I was bartending and the MC had been teasing me and grabbing my ass as part of her act. I started getting hit on, which boosted my confidence and went from introverted to the other end of the scale. After about three months, I noticed Ashley was making snide remarks about my working and staying out all night. As I think she was a bit annoyed or jealous, I was having such a good time. She was still getting dealt shitty cards from a stacked deck, as she put it. Rarely getting more than three to four dates from any one guy before ending it or getting ghosted. Meanwhile, I am going to after parties after hooking up and not getting home much before the sun comes up. Then came the big storm. 1. I knew I was going to hook up with a regular at the bar and not be home, so I text Ashley that I was having an overnight and wouldn't be home until the next morning. I get a lengthy text about how I ruined the mood on her date and ruined things, and the next day had a big argument. 2. Ashley had told me that she was doing an overnight on Friday. So after work, I invited a few people to the house. Ashley had a fight with her boyfriend and came home early to find me in the hot tub with 
three naked women. Two were lesbians, but the picture didn't reflect that. Three, Ashley and her date decided they wanted to see the drag show on Saturday. It was a packed house. We had three bachelorette parties in the house that were in rare form. I was helping the bar back clear empties from the tables and the MC and one of the other divas were giving me the business, which only egged the bachelorette groups to get handsy as well. As busy as it was, I never saw Ashley, but Kevin did and saw her leaving a huff with a bewildered date in tow. The day after she came to the club, Ashley said we needed to close the relationship and work through some issues. We talked about a few of them, mostly me not being available on the weekends and not prioritizing our relationship. I had to remind her that she was the one who prompted us to move our date night from Saturday to Thursday to accommodate her boyfriend's schedules. She brought up how hurt she was when she had a fight with one of her dates and came home early to find me in a hot tub full of women when she needed me to be there for her. I told her for once I was getting to enjoy the same freedom she had and if she was having issues then maybe she should take a step back and close her side while she got some individual counseling to learn how to deal with her issues. I haven't missed a Thursday date night with her although she can spend a third of it on her phone with other guys that's supposed to be okay and I brought up how she literally sends 30 texts to my one. Last night she brought it up again and I said if she wanted to close we could close but it would be permanent. No dating or online flirting. She would have to delete all her dating apps and Snapchat, all her phone numbers of past hookups, everything. I made it clear if we went down this path. Next time she wanted to so much as have dinner with another man alone, it would be as a single poly woman. Obviously, she didn't like my idea and said it was unfair. And personally, right now, that isn't something I want either, but I'm going to just let her pour cold water over my side to appease whatever is going through her head right now. Now, I'm going to have to be open and honest with myself on this one because, you know, I know myself, I wouldn't be able to cope with a polyamorous relationship at all. I just know I wouldn't be able to do it. And so admittedly, I probably don't know how it all fully works and all that kind of stuff. So you have to forgive me in part here, but this doesn't sound healthy at all in, in just in terms of a relationship. And I'm not sure about you, but it just sounds absolutely exhausting to me. Holy moly, but sweet little cowgirl says, yikes. It sounds like neither of you has tended to your relationship with each other in quite some time. Initially her and now both of you. You both seem to be prioritizing random hookups before each other when your priorities should be the other way around. Each other first, your date second. OP says respectfully, she was the one to move our date night to a weekend, to a weeknight, and then spend Friday and Saturday chasing new partners often spending overnights leaving me home most of the weekend. I still made an effort to plan date nights as best as I could, which was hard considering we both have to get up early Friday to go to work. We were still intimate a couple of times a week, but I took the club job partially to fill the time I was left at home alone. When I started having fun doing it, she wanted to shut it down. Ghost piss, <laughs> random name says, she started it isn't the justification you think it is. Opie says, so are you saying I should have just sucked it up and wallowed at home alone while she dated all weekend? We had a pretty balanced routine that was fulfilling before she started her speed dating antics, or was that somehow my fault too? And I was pretty vocal at the time that I was unhappy with things, but that all got pushed aside. So Opie updates the post and says, so a couple of weeks ago, my wife Ashley asked to close our relationship and work on some issues which I refused since I was just starting to really enjoy it after being left behind as it were. You can read my previous post for context if needed. 
Another thing she wanted was for me to stop working part-time attending a bar at an LGTBQ plus club after she and her dataverse came in and she saw the attention I was getting there. Last Thursday was our scheduled night where she again asked me to pause, reconnect and work through some issues. Friday and Saturday nights had lately been the nights I worked at the club while she went out with her other partners and was often gone overnight leaving me alone for most of the weekend. This last weekend she spent both Friday and Saturday nights sitting alone at the end of the bar where I worked. I had a date already planned for Friday after work but on Saturday we left together and breakfast before going home. All this week her phone had been silent and I have only seen her texting a couple of times. All three times we have been intimate this week, she has been the one to initiate it, which is the total opposite of the last nine months. We had a long talk and she wants to make Saturday our official date night again, in addition to keeping Thursday night as well. She said she had pulled all her dating profiles down and deleted Snapchat, basically closing her side of the relationship down. Her only ask has been for me not to work Saturday so we could spend the entire day together. I told her I could do that, but I needed to give Kevin time to find a replacement for me at the club. We're spending this afternoon with her family and lunch tomorrow with mine for Thanksgiving. Ashley has a new individual therapist she will start seeing next week and wants an extra session with our couples counselor for the next couple of months. She hopes, but hasn't pressed that I will close my side as well, but I haven't made up my mind yet. I guess I will wait and see for now. And the top comment with a reply on that one from Hex School who says, Ashley is simply used to getting what she wants, when she wants, even if it takes pressing OP by showing up to his part-time job. Strategic, since the job is what got him back in the game and having fun. When she significantly blocks OP from what's working for him, the game will change again. Clearly manipulation tactics, OP. Won't be long before she wants you to quit that job outright. That will mark the completion of her plan. She'll wait a bit to magically be ready to get back out there. From reading OP's well thought out posts, it's pretty clear he understands what I laid out above. While ENM, and I googled it and it says ethical non-monogamy, I hope that's right, isn't easy and certainly is a give and take by all parties involved. Once certain patterns become apparent, the side constantly laying down needs to stand back up. Can't imagine how he felt for those nine months, let alone how little she cared. OP says in quotes, even if it takes pressing OP by showing up at his part-time job. And OP says, Ashley's reasoning for spending time at the club was to, one, spend more time with me, and two, show she wasn't spending time out with her other partners, and three, and be there when I get off for work. And quotes again, saying, won't be long before she wants you to quit that job outright, and then says, originally, she did want me to quit, but has backed off a bit for now. Part of the reason I've resisted closing revolved around the fact when my resources dried up, she could flip and want to be open again. I would have a harder time reopening than she would. As I said, I don't know too much about this kind of thing, but it just doesn't feel like it's going to end well. And whenever I read stories like this, part of it is always like, oh my God, how do you have time for this? <laughs> I just think my life is already like so full of shit. I can't be dealing with multiple relationships. Holy shit. And that's no disrespect, of course. I, I just try to think of it from my point of view and like try to juggle multiple people around at the same time so like nah i can't be doing that what do you guys make of this one let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next story does come with an update as well. From Fools rushing in from the Am I Wrong subreddit and says, Am I wrong for not telling my sister our husbands went to a strip club? Me, female 30, and my husband, 28, live in Las Vegas. My sister, female 36, husband, male 38, visits Vegas each year to see a sports game, while my sister stays home with the kids. He was here this past weekend along with my brother, male 28. We all went to dinner and my brother mentioned they were going to a strip club afterwards. He asked if we wanted to come. My brother knows that my husband and I have gone to strip clubs together, but I felt it'd be too weird to go with my brothers, so I declined. My husband said yes. I'm not naive. I know a lot of these women offer enhanced services beyond dancing. I trust my husband 100% to stay within the boundaries we've previously discussed. I know my brother's fiance knows he went to a strip club last time he was in town, but I have no clue what boundaries they have in this arena or if my sister knew brother-in-law was going. I figured since they were openly discussing it in front of me, everything was probably on the up and up. When my husband got home, I obviously wanted all of the details. My husband tells me he and my brother each got a few lap dances in the main room, but brother-in-law went into the private rooms for a big boy dance, as my husband called it. He said he thinks brother-in-law spent about $500. The last time we went, a private dance cost $200, so that's already suspicious to me. My husband said that the woman gave brother-in-law her phone number. When I said what the hell to that, my husband walked it back and said he wasn't sure if brother-in-law got her number, only that brother-in-law said she offered to give it to him. My husband said after the private dance, another woman came up to them and brother-in-law said no thanks, I already blew my wad. He could have meant money or something else. Either way, gross. So now I'm deciding if I tell my sister all of this. My family is pretty sexually liberated, but we don't discuss details with each other. My sister and I are very familiar, and obviously I don't consider it cheating that my husband was there. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's okay with brother-in-law doing the same. But I can't be sure that's all that happened. Is he really stupid enough to do something my sister considers cheating in front of my husband and her brother, knowing how easily it could come back to her? She's visiting me next month and my plan is to casually mention that they went. If she asks for more details, I will tell her everything, but if she brushes it off, I won't push the subject. She's the type to keep marital issues private and seems 100% against the idea of divorce. So telling her will most likely just hurt her feelings and accomplish nothing. Am I wrong for not telling her? Will waiting only make things worse or is it best to stay out of it altogether and spare my sister's feelings? Throw away for privacy. Thanks for your thoughts. So OP first edited that post and said, thanks everyone for replying. I know I have to tell her, 
Can I get some feedback on this message, please? So I'm sure husband's name wouldn't be dumb enough to do this without telling you, but just for your information, the boys went to a strip club while he was in town. But like I had to tell you just in case. And also some more encouragement because I'm dreading sending this like you wouldn't believe. So there were some comments on this one where OP replies, of course. So the first comment said, if your actions cover up his crime in any way, you're an accomplice to it. Be honest with your sister. She deserves to know. And if there are any repercussions for him, that's his fault. OP says, oh, I'm not worried about repercussions for him. That's the whole problem. I don't think she will leave him regardless. I think she should have divorced him years ago. I'm worried that telling her will make her feel terrible about herself and accomplish nothing. Another commenter says, you are wrong. Sister has a right to know. Brother-in-law made his choices. Even if you wait to tell her she's going to hold it against you. You should probably look at your own husband too though. He started telling you everything. Then when he realized what he was saying and to whom, he began backpedaling, which means he's not against holding things from you. Doesn't sound like a 100% trustworthy man. Opie says, I just think my husband didn't want to give me any information he wasn't 100% sure of. He's extremely trustworthy, but thank you for your feedback. Another commenter says, sounds like your husband might have done a little more than he led on himself, to which another commenter replied to that saying, no doubt. Attempting to cover up brother-in-law's possible infidelity surely makes him as trustworthy as they come, right? Just remember, birds of a feather and all that jazz. Opie says, he was trying to convey to me that this was the type of stripper who gives out her phone number, meaning she moonlights as a prostitute. He initially said she gave him her phone number, which I took to mean brother-in-law accepted her phone number. Then my husband clarified that he wasn't sure if brother-in-law accepted it or not, just that she offered. Opie comes in with a little update and says, just a quick update because I know a few people were invested in this story. I waited till Thanksgiving to bring it up because I'm a coward, lol. My sister's husband had told her everything shortly after the trip ended. We ended up having a good laugh making fun of the three of them, and men in general, for being dumb enough to think strippers are actually into them. Happy to know that my sister and I, and soon-to-be sister-in-law, are indeed as similar as I suspected we were. All is well, and we had a great Thanksgiving. Thanks again to everyone for the feedback. So a commenter below that one said, well, here's an idea. You and Cisco to the male strip club and have a good time. And you can all laugh about how it's all fun after. Glad it's all fun now. Opie says, meh, I've been to one and it was just gross and awkward. I wish there was an actual equivalent for women though, like a place where hot men just listened to us vent and rubbed our shoulders and complimented our makeup or something, lol. Another commenter says, let me see if I understand this correctly. Your brother-in-law may have had happy times with the stripper and picked up an STI. You found out that night but waited for a month, giving him ample opportunity to infect your sister and then you told her. I may be a pessimist, but what the fuck? Opie says, I was never really worried about STDs. He didn't spend that kind of money. Commenter replies to that saying, people can get STDs from mouths though. Your sister is very chill. $500 versus $200. He must have tipped really well. Things that make you go, hmm. And then one more commenter says, your husband's backpedaling on the story about your brother-in-law makes his own story suspicious. You sure he didn't have a private dance too? Opie says, I may be a weirdo, but I actually like it when my husband has private dances. So that's not it. And I think he backpedaled because he didn't want to give any info he wasn't 100% sure about. But now I'm going to turn this one straight to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. 
And we're going to move to one more story, which is from the MIVR Soul subreddit. It doesn't have an update as of yet from Plain Zebra 4553 and says, I'm IVR for calling my girlfriend a bitch for lying about an emergency to test my commitment. <sighs> my girlfriend, 29 female, Andrea and I, 29 male, have been together for a few months now. Everything had gone smoothly until yesterday when she pulled off a ridiculous stunt. She called me late night to say she's nervously injured or having panic attacks and that no one else is with her as her parents are out, which was true, they were out. She said that she's also got some chest pain and she thinks she's dying and that she's in a really bad state and can hardly breathe. She was heaving while we spoke. She begged me to help her. She said she's already called 911, but she also wanted to let me know. I was shocked. I took my car to rush towards her house and it was only after reaching that I found out she was joking about it. She met me joyfully and said she only wanted to see how committed I am during an emergency as that's an essential part of a relationship or something. I lost my temper and asked her what the fuck her problem was. She said she was just testing me and I got pissed off. I called her a fucking bitch and told her I did not deserve to be treated like trash and, and made use of like that. She was crying by saying that she only wanted to check whether I'm a good fit and that I overreacted. I left the house immediately and haven't talked to her since. She's been texting me, but I just ignored her. Am I the asshole? Wow, that's crazy behavior. I don't know what reaction people expect when they test people in these relationships. We've seen it like probably four or five times now where people have tested each other in relationships and after they expect them to just be like, oh yeah, you just tested me, everything's great now. It's like, what the fuck, you just, you just told me you don't trust me. And not only that, they put OP in danger by saying that I need you here now and you know, I think I'm dying. So this person, so OP's jumped into their car in a rush, probably shitloads going through their head, panicking, which isn't a great way to be driving it. OP thought they was doing their best to get to them to help them out, etc mad level behavior and not something that i particularly want to be around if they're willing to do that what else are they willing to do yeah it, it's just mad ab one says not the arsehole run she intentionally put you in a state of panic causing you to drive in that state of panic which is a recipe for disaster an accident waiting to happen you need to focus on the fact that she never gave your feelings any thought at all she didn't dismiss your feelings to dismiss your feelings she would have to have considered them she didn't even think about you at all your panic was all she was looking for. It made her happy. It made her laugh. That's how sociopaths feel. If you were killed in an accident on your way to her, it would have been a home run for her. And the princess says, nope, she's the arsehole. Testing you like that was pathetic and a childish thing to do. Find a new girlfriend. Not even married couples do that. She would have found how, how committed you were when your relationship got to that stage. That's your red flag. Don't ignore it. And you called her a fucking bitch in sheer anger. And you had every right to be. I would have been just as angry and said similar. And one more comment from Beadfix who says not the arsehole. She is totally the arsehole. If she doesn't trust you enough to feel that you're committed in this relationship, then she needs to rethink the relationship. And a prank is telling someone you got the icky ice cream when you really got the good stuff. It's not, I'm having a medical emergency and I need you. A friend did something similar to me in high school told me her parents were moving out of state and she wouldn't be able to finish her senior year with us. I felt so bad and told her how much I'd miss her. In the same phone call, she said, I just wanted to see how you'd react. I should have dumped the friendship then. 
I waited a couple of years and she did something equally as stupid and I never spoke to her again. Thinking back, as a teenager, there's a group of us who went to a neighboring town, Whitney, and one of my mates was meeting his girlfriends and was, was catching up with, with her friends as well. And they went off, they said they, they was going to the shops, the group of girls did, so we was just hanging about playing football or whatever. And the boyfriend in our group had a phone call from her and, and just said something along the lines of, I'm laying in the road, I need your help now, now, come help me. And then sort of said her location and hung up and turned off her phone. And then obviously we all panicked. It was like, what the fuck's going on? Why are they doing this? And we all ran off and we ran to this location where they were. And she just burst out laughing because they were all just sat on a bench waiting. We thought, fucking hell. And the mental gymnastics you must have to go through to think that kind of behavior is okay. You know, we're all a bit panicked. There was like five of us lads there. We're all a bit panicked, but obviously the boyfriend was like, holy shit. He was almost in, he was almost in tears, man. It sort of didn't compute to us straight away about like, why is she lying in the road? Why is she doing this? Why is she on her phone laying in the road asking for help? It was just like, holy shit. And panic set in, you know. But yeah, they didn't last too much longer after that. But anyway, I'm going off on one as usual. Now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love, your support, your time, and everyone who was sharing the minutes that you've been spending listening to the podcast as well over on Spotify. Absolutely amazing. Blown away. Thank you so, so much. I, I just, I'd never get over it ever, ever. I'll see you in the next one. Take care and much love. I don't know what that was. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.